0: This is How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Look for updates at facebook.com slash weekendpodcast or h-o-w-w dot a-s slash your weekend. While you're there, please subscribe. There are links for iTunes, Android, and more.
1: Hey, Wendy, how's your weekend?
0: Good, Brian. How was yours?
1: Good. Hey, you're in the studio. I am.
0: I'm back in North Carolina for the weekend.
1: For the weekend, (laughs) yes. We are glad to have you here.
0: I'm excited to be here, and I'm in... In our last one or two podcasts, we talked about you rearranging your office. Yeah. And I'm now seeing it in person. And wow. You think so? First of all, the podcast setup is nice. You I, got, I really like it. You got you literally have five places for people to record.
1: I do. It uh, looks super legit, uh, And A couple weekends ago, uh, the guys from uh, my big podcast, I'll say, I don't want to say Maine, because <laughs> I don't... i I actually was talking Don't to,
0: Offend Your Podcast host. Yeah, well
1: actually I was talking to Dusty, because uh, so I have I do several podcasts, uh-huh. but I only do one podcast typically here in the studio. Used to be two when mm-hmm. you were here. I but, know. Uh but I, like I told Dusty on the podcast that he and Mike and I do is I spend more time editing and cleaning up and doing work on that podcast and our podcast uh-huh. than I do the podcast that, you know, everybody listens to. Oh really? Yeah. Um but the guys from that podcast were here. A couple weekends ago, Mm -hmm. which was the first time ever that we've all been in the same room before, like at conventions and stuff, but never all in the same room here at my house. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but like my first job was in radio. I did it for 16 years. So this is actually pretty much straight up the exact same hardware and everything that the radio station had. It
0: looks like a radio, like legit recording space. And then the toys, the toys are like... There's so many more that I didn't know existed. Yeah. It's impressive. It's impressive. Kim and I had an interesting conversation before we Kim came in this it. room. She hates it. Stresses are out. Um, and, and there is more stuff in it than I realized. However, I see new toys that I didn't know were here before, so it's kind of they exciting. They were here. They were just hiding. They were in a box. So the, They're now unboxed.
1: The thing it concerns me is there are a lot of places for like spiders to hide now
0: yeah that did you came to that realization so what i don't know how you're going to prevent that because that's just going to be part of the problem
1: fortunately i've never encountered a spider hiding in my toys before
0: maybe they're i don't know if spiders want to hang out some of these are pretty intimidating to spiders so maybe transformers and stuff scare off spiders possibly just saying possibly
1: you know what you need what
0: don't they have those things that you plug in the wall and like sends out (laughs) vibration You don't know that.
1: Yeah. I, 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 are you I, sure? I've, I've bought those before. And like insect repeller vibration things they, or whatever they are. It's kind of like when people say, you know what you should do? You should get you some of them mothballs and throw them out and then sna- it'll scare snakes away. And I've watched videos on YouTube where snakes will just crawl all over the stuff to go from one place to the other.
0: It was a suggestion. I was just.
1: I appreciate it.
0: Because <laughs> now you're just going to be paranoid that there's spiders in your toys. Yeah. Just say, shoe spider, get, she, she get out of
1: here. <laughs> so I have never had a snake in my house.
0: So, I, neither have I, thank God. But Not I, hear about,
1: one. I hear about it all the time. And snakes are so much worse here than they were before I moved. Because we're near the water. Yeah. We're up there. Um, you know, like, I guess I'm about, as the crow flies, a half a mile away from the lake. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so um yeah there there are way more bugs here in snakes than way when I lived up in the boonies mm-hmm. so, but I've never had a snake in here, fingers crossed now I, at the other house i i a frog got in the house once,
0: dude, little toads like those things are yeah, they yeah. just they find their way in
1: and I hate to say it, but if something happens to them in your house, they tend to dry up and yeah it's you find them later, but it's not like if a mouse dies or something
0: so it's funny you say that when I was growing up, my best friend Greg um neighbor boy they had newts have you ever yes heard of, okay of course so as boys they would get the random little pets you know and they had these newts and mm-hmm. I remember they would just get out of the aquarium somehow and then like you come to go to school and they'd be like there's the newt and he had like crawled up in a corner somewhere and it died you know but it was like what is this is how we find these these why don't they just stay in the aquarium because they get out and they're gonna die <laughs> And it's We're like with their freedom some, i know but it's like Newt. you're gonna dude, you're done Newt. that's that that's it you just should have stayed in the aquarium and that aquarium was massive so i never understood that so it's like the same with a frog like frog stay outside buddy come in here you're gonna dry up it's gonna be bad
1: maybe it wasn't trying to get out maybe it just thought it was like trying to go to a place where there was more food or something maybe
0: they need moisture Newts need a little bit of moisture. I remember that.
1: It's not like if a wild animal or something gets in your house and it wants to get out because it knows it's not in the, you know, out in nature. A a big aquarium or a terrarium or whatever Mm -hmm. would be pretty convincing, you know.
0: Okay, Mr. Smarty, what's the difference between a terrarium and an aquarium? Aquarium's water.
1: An aquarium is full of water. A terrarium isn't. (laughs) It's full of, like, dirt and plants and stuff. the desert. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, some people. So I did that because somebody didn't know that
1: terra earth yeah yeah
0: uh we were having some conversation like two or three weeks ago and somebody's like they're the same thing and i'm like no they're not <laughs> no, they're not and they're like yes they are it's a glass case you put stuff in i'm like oh i went no 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 i said it's referring to the environment not the glass like thing that it's being held in that's they i said that's a it's like kleenex yeah Kleenex is the brand. I said aquarium people have just associated with a glass box that you put fish or you put yeah. something in. I was like, it's the environment within the glass box. Yeah, and they're like, no, and I'm like, I just went, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't want to offend, them. <laughs> but it, facts my, matter. But yeah, but in my head, I was like, am I wrong? Like, no. how this person made me think. But it was funny because it was like this. They really thought we were just trying to mess with them, and I'm like, no. no. aquarium
1: aqua yeah terra earth yeah i was like terra firma
0: i was like you know like all the different it was a whole thing but anyways that's funny that that came up
1: so (laughs) so i don't know that we have much of a topic today i think we're just catching up
0: we were just excited to see each other yeah i think we had one and then we decided we're catching up we're seeing each other for the first time since december has it been or even before that i don't even know if we got a report
1: I did i miss you when you were here the last time you did
0: yes you did no No, because that was September. December was my last visit here. We don't know that we've recorded in person since the fall. Yeah. So it's been months. Um, So we're just going to catch up about life and what's going on and seeing each other. You
1: know what tomorrow is? I don't know what's tomorrow. (laughs) It's somebody's birthday.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's a big birthday. So that's part. That's part. Yes. That's exactly right. Don't look a day over 18. (laughs) i yeah so i surprised last minute came into town to celebrate my birthday with people that i wanted to see and hang out with yeah so um i was gonna celebrate it in nashville and had some plans but we changed it up because i could and i had the freedom to do so so i'm here for a couple days to celebrate that's awesome with my fun people so
1: so you, I don't
0: know what's going to happen tomorrow. I have some friends. Oh, you, don't, you don't. No. Okay. I, I have some friends that are have made plans. I'm just showing up.
1: I have heard of some of the plans. So. Mm,
0: so maybe we'll have a topic to talk about. Possibly. And
1: hopefully, yeah. For next week, <laughs> that that'll be over Skype. Okay. It sounds like fun. Okay. I think you'll enjoy it.
0: Okay. And where there'll be words, possibly. I can edit. <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to it. I did. I was like, just surprise me. Whole day, don't care. Just gonna do my thing. So I've already had a great time, though. I mean, I got here late yesterday, um, and been hanging out with my friend Farah, who I went to college with and have known for twenty plus years.
1: Uh, I know you went to college with her, so you've known her for like five years. (laughs) Oh yeah, technically, yes.
0: Good. I've always been bad at math. (laughs) Bad at math, Brian. so um yeah so we'll see what tomorrow brings and uh it's a it'll be fun birthdays it's funny so birthdays were not a big thing at my house like my parents I don't give a crap about birthdays. we recognized them right like mom made a cake she was good at that you got your gifts like all that kind of stuff but you we didn't make it like a big thing it was and i didn't care but i have like my sister-in-law's family and her really great about celebrating birthdays and that and then i have Friends I've made and they make big deals out of birthdays. So I've come to just embrace that. And if they were like, are excited about my birthday and they want to do something, then I'm going to roll with it. That's awesome. Most of the time, I'm like, it's my birthday. Okay. Like,
1: yeah. Sometimes I sometimes buy myself a cupcake. (laughs) I sometimes take my birthday off just so that I can. I think last year I took it off so I could work on the website. You did? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you were like, that thing was frustrating you
1: oh my god so yesterday um my old my friend he's yeah. my friend he's like family but yeah. I'm I call like you know your you're friend you're like family I call, but I, I still say like my old boss yeah my old boss John from the radio station contacted me and he he was needing some help and he said that um he was hacked His, oh. the website was hacked I'm like oh crap so <laughs> I thought huh maybe I should check mine. So I went, I typed in the website and it was down and I freaked out and, um, cause I spent so much time yeah, on you, it I spent like I, I took weeks, weeks I, yeah. like, I would like 20 hour days, yada, yada, yada. Turns out it was an expired credit card for me, but he really was hacked. So I spent quite a bit of time yesterday helping him out with that. Uh, but, yeah.
0: but yeah, oh, dang credit cards. Yeah. Dang, dang co- computers for being so smart that they cut things off when I they're know. supposed to.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> um wow but yeah so you're here for your birthday so i'm
0: here for my birthday i'm here to cash in on some things like i had a massage that like gift card somebody gave me and i never got to cash in on that while i was here so massage envy yeah no this one's at alara
1: don't even know about that one
0: it's a place over in mooresville that is pretty cool so i'm gonna do that see some friends do some lunches you know Just that kind of stuff. So it'll be nice. And then go back to Nashville and go back to job hunting.
1: (laughs) So I I want to talk about the job hunting, but I want to say this. Uh, On an old team, my buddy Amanda, um, it was her birthday or something. Uh And I made up a gift card, uh, like a massage gift card. (laughs) And it was, was, I said it could be redeemed at. And I picked a creepy person on another team that we worked with. And I gave it to her and it was a joke obviously her <laughs> husband didn't exactly like that oh, joke God. so i <laughs> try to, to be more careful now she thought it was hilarious but he, <laughs> he, he he didn't think it was that funny
0: i so that you know where we where he used to work we did and our last team for sure really got into the the birthday celebrating like decorating oh, yeah. cubes and everything else but for a long time at the office people did like they made a big deal out of your birthday which makes like that's awesome that's super sweet super fun but our last group man we did themes like it it was it was fun
1: like uh my favorite one was the laser cats yes that was yours i came in (laughs) and my cube was i still have i still have the stuff in my cube uh at at the office (laughs) Uh, decked out with pictures of cats shooting lasers out of their eyes and everything, it was amazing.
0: Stacy, Katie, they yeah, they'd always come up with the best themes. Like,
1: yeah, I. Uh, so, so speaking, of things change. Current team, mm-hmm. uh, a month ago, it was somebody on the team's birthday and nobody remembered it until day of. Uh-huh. So on lunch, somebody went and grabbed a card like at Walmart or Dollar Tree <laughs> or something, yeah, and then rushed around the entire team trying to get people to sign the card and so that they could give it to the person before they left for the day like i don't like yeah when it's fun yes and we make a big deal out of it i get that yeah but like if you're just gonna do a card
0: yeah who cares like if you're gonna it's the whole if you're gonna do it do it well like go all in but i think it also is the team dynamic because i think people got excited at What's going to happen? Is it not? Like, what are they going to do? What's the team going to do? Like, we it, we would be planning a couple weeks in advance. Like, what was the yeah. theme? Who's going to get this? What's going to happen with that?
1: Yeah, for the most part. when it And it to,
0: wasn't stressful. It was just fun.
1: Like, I think toward Christmas, we're going to talk about, like, gifts and stuff. You wanted to do that because your birthday was coming up. I'm like, yeah, yeah but I don't think people are going to care to talk about gifts, like, yeah. right now.
0: One of the Well, one of the topics somebody suggested was, like, the art of gift giving and why most people suck at it.
1: <laughs> so I, I'm bad. Like, I don't really give gifts on birthdays. I yeah. try to do that stuff at Christmas. Yeah. Because for, like, if, it was, if my brother wasn't now on Facebook, yeah. I wouldn't know that today was his birthday.
0: <laughs> Today's your brother's birthday yeah. for real? Yeah.
1: Oh, funny. Today's his birthday. And I only knew because uh, Facebook told me, because I'm just bad about remembering that. Yeah. So I actually sent him a picture uh the General Lee from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> then it, it was just basically a picture of it saying happy birthday and I don't know why, but it just struck me as funny.
0: <laughs> because he liked the Dukes. Well, I I
1: liked the Dukes and of you Hazzard, liked so the Dukes. That was the reason that <laughs> I sent it to him.
0: I um yeah, birthdays are so I have like two two and a half can, like areas within the year that are very like congested with birthdays. So March is one of them. I have a ton of friends and that have birthdays in March. Literally every week of March, I have a friend who has a birthday, Um, if not two. And then it kind of spills over into April. And then I have like a concentration of like July and June where I have a bunch of friends um, that have birthdays, one of them being in this room with me hey. and then, <laughs> and then I have like, um, December kind of the end of November, December, all of December. Cause like my mom and dad's birthdays in December, my friend's parents, like, so Gift giving was on my mind because I was like kilbs like gift giving is hard and I have all these birthdays and I'm not I don't give everybody gifts but March just happens to be where it's family or really close friends who have known so I want to get them something.
1: Like I, I tend to like buy dinners or something, so if we get the chance before you leave, I'll buy you lunch or something. Okay. Uh but like But I,
0: I got my Christmas gift here. So I like this gave you part of your enough. Gift. Like this is the most amazing gift ever. It's a
1: giant bag of butterscotch candy. <laughs> it
0: literally is, and I
1: love when, butterscotch. When we, when it's we,
0: four pounds of butterscotch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when we work together I always try to uh, get all the butterscotch candy I got and send it <laughs> over to you. So today is one of my brothers' birthdays. Uh-huh. Um my brother Steve's birthday is a month a month and a day away. Oh, wow. It's kind of funny. Today's my brother, his brother Benny's birthday. Oh, exactly a week ago today was his daughter's birthday. Oh, that's funny. And exactly a week before that was his wife's birthday. See,
0: March is a busy birthday month, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. It is. So I, but I do agree. It's the better topic for around the holidays. Um, but I do think that there is an art to gift giving and a lot of that has to do with the person you're getting the gift for. But that will be a good topic. But it's just been on my mind because I... F- and I just had a friend who had a baby the day after St. Patty's Day. Really? So I was having to get a baby gift too, which is oh, always yeah. fun. I
1: always have to get but gifts have got
0: Yeah, you got little little ones always showing up in your world. So oh, yeah, yeah, gift giving was on my mind. But you're right. It's better to do that later.
1: So you're in the middle right now of trying to, to land a job. I am. I am. Because, because mm-hmm. you voluntarily voluntarily yes quit you quit yeah you said take this job and shove it I ain't working here no more The <laughs> woman done left and took all the reasons i was working for you better not try to stand in my way i'll be walking out the door okay you
0: did it take Bingo. this job and
1: shove it i ain't working here no more uh so you did that i did so, so how are you spending your time so
0: um right after i i went home it was in december so it's been a couple months um and I went home and spent two weeks with my family over the holidays. So that was good. And then I had told myself I was going to give myself a month off. Like, I've been a responsible person. I can take a little bit of a reprieve. And so I just kind of got into the new year, got settled back into Nashville because last year was extremely chaotic.
1: Do you go to like shows and like see live music and stuff? Um,
0: I don't as much as I should. That's like the reason to live in Nashville. I know. I'm silly. So I've been to a couple, um, but I also had made the commitment. I think we talked a little bit about not New Year's resolutions as much, but... I've been training for a half marathon, so I have a half marathon on April seventh that I had been training for. So I got back into running because I had kind of didn't you just have it. a five k or something? I did a ten k on St. Paddy's Day and a fifteen k. Holy crap! Um, the week after
1: Valentine's so a 15K Day. so fifteen k is what like eight miles?
0: Fifteen k is nine point three. Okay, yeah. So, um, so I got back into running, and then I started really considering like, where do I want to work? What do I want to do next? um, And everything like that, because I didn't want to just, my approach was not going to be just email all my resumes to every single job there possibly is that that's not going to go well and trying to focus in on companies that I really had an interest in working for or with. And um, so I did that. And then I started applying at the end of January, part of February and been very, maybe even too much so, very selective about what roles I'm yeah. applying to. But it's really changed because prior to that, I was at a company for 15 years and never really had to get into the job hunting. And I knew that. I'd read it. I'd talked to people who'd been out in the job market, everything else, and and being out in it before, um, before that and landing the role that I did that I decided to leave. It's just... It's a different animal than when we applied, you know, back in our 20s. And it's a yeah. new city where people don't know me. Um, you should move back. I,
1: <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: And and as I told Brian, I'm kind of stubborn and and I'm going to give it a good college try longer. But I think um, also it's a lot about, you know, the old term,
1: who you know. It's all about who you know. If I If it wasn't who I knew, I would never have had a job in the last 15 years
0: yeah I I got into that company through interviewing not because I knew something but once I got in there all my opportunities and everything else and I mean it's your hard work and everything else but yeah it's who you it is really who you know and in a city like Nashville though it's big it's still pretty small like people know each other quite a bit and so my network obviously resides in Charlotte everybody that knows me is in the Charlotte area knows my work knows all that. So a couple of them have been so great on LinkedIn because they noticed the change and they're like, well, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? Oh, well, I know some people at those companies that you're interested in. And I don't, I, you know, me, I am the world's worst person of asking for help of any kind. And so even leveraging the network that I am more than happy to help any of them. I'm not, proactively reaching out and asking them. So I did happen to be like, okay, I'm going to do this. Stop being a nerd. Stop being like, this is whatever. Everybody else does this, like even shamefully does it. So just do this. When he and I reached out to one of my connections on LinkedIn that I knew at Lowe's, great guy. And I noticed he knew a recruiter, a talent acquisition manager at the company that I really would like to get on with. And I was like, hey, just curious, because it is LinkedIn. What... Do you know, do you actually know this person or is it somebody who just wanted to connect with you? And no questions asked, nothing else. He's like, here, he, I talked to him. He said, send you his resume directly. Like, and so I made a direct connection within that organization, which they say If they can get your resume directly in front of somebody from somebody internally, you're better off than
1: absolutely going
0: through the thing. So I was like, okay, well, that's great. And, you know, the guy's like, I'm not making any promises. I got it in front of the right recruiter. So I'm hopeful. And then the whole time, of course, afterwards, I'm like, yep, I knew I should have been doing this. But I just am.
1: A weirdo like so that it, so- it <laughs> sounds like you're using linkedin the right way uh yeah i accept connections from anybody and everybody
0: i do 98 percent of the time there's probably two percent or less that i go uh, i'm not sure
1: so i have over 900 connections on linkedin I, w- yep. I was actually just checking and i probably know a quarter of them mm-hmm. so and i I mean I'm I'm not in the position right now where I need to start reaching out to people hey I'm looking for something. Yeah. So that's not where I'm at in my career right now. Yeah. But I think that if I were to be in that spot I would try to do what you're doing now. Yeah. I- and
0: I think it's super important like and I think that's so second nature to everybody else um that me talking about it everybody's probably like who is this girl did was she from the stone age yes because i'm just like i'm i'm bad about not just asking people for help but i'm also like i need to prove myself i need to get it on my own merits i don't want anybody to vouch for me and like screw it up or you know just all that weird stuff that's in your head that's all a bunch of nonsense
1: yeah. But. So I like so in trying to formalize an idea of what we were talking about in this episode, we talked a little bit about you know catching up. But I think the episode that I think the two episodes that, that we've done that have had the best response a lot of people and you're not on social media right now, so you <laughs> can't see this. Only one more week. Uh, but last week, everybody <laughs> loved the episode about TV.
0: Did they really? Yeah.
1: Was the response good? Yeah, the response was great. Awesome. A lot, it was great. But also the response about the one about like actually trying to find a job. Yeah. And I think you know. That's one thing that we have in common. We worked together for, for quite a few years. Yeah. And we have very similar experiences um, yep. when it comes to, like, professional life. We basically, we worked at the same company that's uh, similar-ish roles, mm-hmm. but I, we, so, but uh, you had more success than I did because you're amazing.
0: No. Uh, well, I don't know that I was more successful. We were to- successful in different
1: you're ways. You're totes amazing. <laughs> but, like, like trying to, to find a job is, yeah. is, is, is difficult. And trying to sell yourself. Yeah. So, we like b- before the show, we were talking about like selling myself as sell- like
0: my weakest point. Yeah. And, like, ever. We Always has been.
1: Stuff that we've done. <laughs> uh-huh. And I, just me, I was talking about, well, I did this, this, and this. I'm like, why isn't that on my resume? Yeah. It's like, how do you know what to put on your resume yeah. when you're looking for something?
0: And I think that's the thing for me. So, it's selling yourself on a piece of paper first, if that's your only means of introduction into an opportunity. I think the other thing that I struggle with personally and need to get over it is taking credit for things that I, me, it's like I didn't do it all by myself, like I take credit for very little because it's like I'm not the only person who did it, like my team did it, whether I led that team and I helped advise or I did it physically, like all of it by myself like me taking credit and then saying putting those results on this resume, like I'm the one who personally did all this by myself and I know that's not how it's interpreted but in my brain I'm like I'm just bad about giving myself credit, so One thing definitely is that tangible results driven, you know, whether we did a lot of cost savings work, we did a lot of efficiency work. It's putting those quantitative things on there. And as I switched my brain over and was like, okay, what are the results? Like, what are the things we need that you did? Like everybody talks about how much you've done. And I really started to look back and reassess and was like, okay, there is quantifiable things that were the goals and the intentions of what we did. Some of it were gains that we didn't even say we were going to do. And then some of the stuff that I've done is still in the stores and it's 10 years later. Yeah, You know, and that's important to bring up. And so, but it it was just like, they know I didn't do it all by myself because there's a lot that goes into doing those things. So stop thinking that you're, you're taking credit for everybody's work, but that putting that quantitative piece in there, I think lets you, depending on the role that you're looking at, because that's also been the the question to be answered, right? If you're looking for a new job because you want to get promoted or you want to grow and you're in a position already, that's one way. I'm looking for employment potentially in a completely different industry where I have a skill set that goes across any industry but the fact that you have to form your resume to say listen this applies to anything that there is but I have to accept that I am going to have to maybe take a step back one or two notches I hate hearing that I I know but it's it's one of those things like is it a reality and a lot of my friends are like Wendy you're ridiculous you shouldn't have to well it's not a matter of should I or shouldn't I it's a matter of If I'm a hiring manager and that's a problem because I sit in there and I'm like, I've been a hiring manager. I have great mentors who are like helping me through this. And it's like, I know I can do the greater role. The thing of it is, is I got to that greater role because of how much I knew about the organization and how they did things. That is an advantage I don't have going into this new world if they're happening to look for that. But so you're it, competing but with But, but it's related
1: it's relatable knowledge and experience. It is. So I'm gonna go back to something you said a second yep. ago about like what to put on the resume. So yep. I just got I just wrapped up with a huge project at work yep. that got a ton of executive um, uh, Visibility, visibility, yeah, and feedback, feed, feedback, kudos, uh, wildly popular yeah. as things go in a in a large organization. And I was just in a position where I was just updating my resume, and the team did a lot of the team mm-hmm. did a lot of different things, and I was struggling on what to actually put on my resume that I did. Mm-hmm. There were things that I touched, there were things I participated in, but when it boiled down to it, I only. Put on my resume one of the outcomes from that project that I basically co-led myself, mm-hmm. led slash co-led, mm-hmm. uh, where there was stuff that was more collaborative that I left off. I probably should have put all Everything. of it, yeah. all of it on there. But I really put, only put the one thing that has my biggest, uh, my biggest signature on it, I guess, so to speak. Yeah.
0: And I so I've talked to people about that because I'm like, when I was talking to my mentor, or other people, it was like. Well, I didn't do all that. okay, but you had a hand in it. So when you go right, the papers, what gets you in the door if you don't have the network or the person to get you in the door. So the paper can say one thing. And then from an integrity perspective, when you sit down in front of them in an interview, just as most hiring managers are who are seasoned in any way are gonna think, okay, so what part of this, what was your greatest part and contribution to this? So whatever the outcome of the overall project, whether you did every single piece or part, you have people are completely comfortable putting it out there like they ran the country. But then when they get in that interview and it gets more specific, they're gonna be like, well, I did specifically these things to contribute to the overall part. And that's how it relates back to that specific position. But it's hard because in my brain, when I'm putting it on paper, I'm not thinking of it as the process of... Ha- I know how the process works. It's just playing that game of how yeah. the process of putting a resume out there. And it's not a game, but there is there is a, it's a game
1: process to it. I, uh, heck, I mean, game theory, everything applies to it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but the quantitative, like, putting the whole
0: benefits... Failure or not, even I mean I've seen people put the failures on their resume, and that's actually gotten them the job.
1: Well, so a mutual acquaintance, um, mutual friend, um, basically told me that, and so I was just interviewing some people this yep. past week for a role that we have, and one person who did really well in the interview. Uh, people say that there's a star system to doing a interview situation task action result. I say mm-hmm. drop the T and just it's SAR mm-hmm. situation. What, what what the situation was, action, what I did, and R, what the result was. Mm-hmm. But a mutual uh, person that we know said, well, what he does is situation, action, result, and then what he learned or he should have done. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yes. Because, you know, <laughs> I really need to utilize that because I was in an interview several several months ago uh-huh. uh, for a position I was looking at, and, you know, we've talked about this, uh-huh. and I can sit down and talk to somebody if I'm not in the interview, and I can sound like a rock star yeah if i'm just not like if it's not like on the spot where it's like oh yeah all the focus is on me because you guys are listening to me but like when it comes to a situation like that i just i suck you've interviewed me before i'm not good at it yeah so it's not your strength yeah it's not my strength (laughs) but like like you're talking about going back and, you know, maybe taking a couple of steps back because it's a different organization. Uh-huh. Everything is relatable. Yes. Like skills, you know, they're not ne- they're not specifically looking for somebody. They they may be looking for yeah. somebody who has organizational knowledge of that specific uh, world. Yeah. But typically what they're looking for are the skill sets. Yeah. And is something relatable. Mm-hmm. I mean, the work that you've done is relatable to just about anything.
0: It is. It is. And I think it's I think that's the other funny part of this topic is and I and a lot of it's probably just me being a weirdo but it is that okay when I'm in that work world and I like all the things we're talking about I know that like for anybody else I know that now put me in the scenario and I'm like yeah (laughs) and it's it's silly but my brain goes and it it has to it's funny and I don't know I think we mentioned this before And I don't want to put myself in the statistic, but I'm obviously dead set right in the middle of the statistic of um, comparatively when you talk about advancing or taking on a role that you may not feel like, you know, as well men feel like they only need to have like they'll look and be like, "Oh, I'm 20% capable. Like I have 20% of what they're asking for. Heck yeah, I'm applying." Where females are like, "I have to have all of it or they're never even going to look at me." You're exactly right. And and it's true. Like I but I have I'm proud to say there's a couple roles that I was like, "You know what? I am applying for this and I know it is a long shot and I'm probably going to get a rejection letter. But there are I know I can do that job. There's definitely components that fit my background. Now there's things that don't, but what they're asking for I can learn I can do and I work hard enough but that's hard to put it on a piece of paper or in a cover letter to a company so those ones where I just bit the bullet and was like well why the heck not what are they just going to reject me so it's okay but it, it what if what if they there's something in there that they say well let's look at this person so I've taken two chances at applying to jobs A for the company B for the role And just being like, well, I'm putting it out there. And, of course, I got rejected for both. But I did it. I did it because I was like, why not? I think I can do this role. The one I really knew was a long shot. Like I knew that one was like, Wendy's really just throwing caution to the wind and seeing if some bite comes out of this. So I knew that the other one I thought was pretty close. Like I might get something, but it didn't come
1: through. So I'd like to say that I'm the the person who says yeah i can you know look at 20 percent. yeah i can do that yeah and i do say yeah i can do that mm-hmm. but you know even when we worked together i was close to the point where i kind of wanted to do something different yeah. and that was you know over, well over a year ago at this point yeah and but like as i look for things it's i have been highly selective when mm-hmm. it comes to potential things that I might consider doing
0: well and I I think it comes with age and what now the experience that we've had I mean I know I'm only 25 but (laughs) but I think it gets to the point where you've had enough experience that you know what you like to do and in what areas or industries or whatever and then it also gets to the point where you you taking a chance on the randomness of where things are going to lead you and time is more important that you don't want to take that risk so you you get more laser focused on a i know what i like i know what i want to do i'm more and or i'm not willing to take the risk of losing time trying to go down this I potential whatever I,
1: I don't know that it's necessarily though that i'm focused on what i want to do cuz it's kind of like it's kind of like I build up something in my head mm-hmm. as to, yeah, I really want to do this one thing where mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily as open as I could be. So like when I started, when I went to work for you, mm-hmm. God, was that four years ago, five yes. years ago,
0: almost five. Now. Yeah,
1: um, like I had no desire to do that before mm-hmm. a couple people contacted me. It's like, hey, this position is open. You should look at it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't something that you know that I had this burning desire mm-hmm. for whatever and. Even through the hiring process, because you're trying to hire some better people than me and they just (laughs) didn't work. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Like it it didn't work out. So it was a long process before before, uh, you actually said, hey, Brian, we're finally going to offer you the job because these other people (laughs) didn't want it. It's uh, not
0: true. He's lying. It's
1: mostly true. It's, 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 it's a maybe of, 25% true. <laughs> so, but like, like I wrote, I wrote like an email. I told you this. Yeah. Where I was like, Hey, you were you think, say thanks, but th- screw th- off. Th- thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> and I even hit send. But I just didn't, un, you know, yeah. I didn't release the the button. I <laughs> moved the mouse quickly. <laughs> and, like, I get nauseous when I think about that because I almost, you know. Said no thanks. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm so thankful that I did. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, something that I was highly selective about. It yeah. was just like, God, I'm in this role. I've been doing this for a while. I really need, need to change. I need a change is where I was.
0: Yeah.
1: And... I I should I should throw caution to the wind yeah. and be a little more daring with what I'm willing to do because yeah. you know who knows I may really love where I wind up
0: and I think you you said the right things I feel like in in a sense me pulling way back and not just applying to something because I need a job and blah 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 is a different change for me, but I really do feel like I probably need to be a little bit more cautious, like throw caution to the wind and like apply for other things that I look at it and go, I don't know, but I think I can and just do it and see what happens. Cause most often that's kind of like, there's been roles where I would have never given them a second glance, even in the comp when I was in that company and then they're like, Hey, you should probably look at this role. And I'm like, what? Oh, And most of them, all but one or two of them that I ever did that with, I got, you know, and I enjoyed them and I'm glad that I did them. Um, But there, and then there were ones that I, you know, specifically selected, but most of it was, I had people who were like, you'd be really good at this, go do that. And so again, it was having a network around you in the immediate moment, kind of pushing me to go in a route that I wouldn't maybe have naturally. But I also have people in Nashville, the little network that I do have, that are kind of doing the same thing. And they've only worked with me for a short time. Um, but I think they're all about to get a boot and be like, I'm not joking. Go do this. <laughs> but it's true. There's probably at this point more caution to the wind and bigger. There's so much going on in there. And there's so many industries in Nashville that I everything's relatable. But... I think you know, they have a lot of healthcare there and I've not done healthcare, And so you, you there's these little pockets of of um, expertise there that I think you're competing with. So there's a little bit of a high demand and a lot of people wanting to be in Nashville. And so I think there's a little bit of that. But um, I think the right thing will come along. And I I've been trying really hard not just to get in a panic mode and start applying to things and taking too much of a lesser role. Or, you know, a lot of people are like, Wendy, just go be a programmer, project manager and get into the company because that's your foot in the door. Because a lot of the other advice, right? Just get your foot in the door and show them how great you are. And then you won't have to stay in the role you don't want. And it's like, I'm not saying I wouldn't do programming project, but that's not, I'm, I can do more than that. Why it,
1: You can. <laughs> and why put yourself and why, why get, put your foot in the door when you're in a role that you won't have a passion for yeah because your best authentic self will be seen mm-hmm. in a job that you are passionate about mm-hmm. so like yeah getting your foot in the door is great but getting your foot in the door in something that you're not going to just be happy yeah. you know every morning
0: or or to your point like i i can get in i you know i could get in and i know my i have to remove a little bit of i can't I know what I've known for 15 years and what that role looked like where I was is not what it might look like at some other place. Like in and understanding and, and my mind starting to wrap around like these other companies, even though the title is the same and the responsibilities are very similar, the experience and the requirements of being and doing that role could be a whole other level of fun bring you can be more authentic in that role than you were other places whatever but I you know I have to remember that too it's like I will never not work hard I will never not give my best no matter what the role is that's who I am but to your point like are they still going to be able to see all the other things I can do if I put myself just in that role because that role is very specific to doing a certain thing versus the broader version of of who you are so it's it's an interesting little dynamic um to be facing at this point in my career world and path and there are so many other ways to network besides linkedin linkedin's a huge thing um but you know even going out and going to entrepreneurial centers and
1: what's an entrepreneurial center
0: so nashville has what they have they have an ec which is an entrepreneur entrepreneurial center and it literally is like this just this center this location where entrepreneurs come together they do networking events with big companies little companies um networking to you know just meet people like if they're offering services and they're doing certain things like that like little guy helping another little guy or you know different groups and it's just an organization of
1: entrepreneurs big and small and medium companies it's like the almost it's almost like um the lion's club
0: yes yes
1: that's so that's something i'm familiar with it's basically where business leaders yes it's kind of like a clubhouse for business leaders yes
0: and so in that though you don't have to just you don't have to be the ceo or anything it's just you can go be a part of it to network with the like they have a board and all that, that create these events. But like I have a friend who just stepped out and her and another person started their own marketing consulting group and they go as owners of their company and they network and they go to meetings and they have speakers. So you can go attend and then, you know, they just have different events that you can go to, whether it's a true networking event or you're learning about new leaders in Nashville companies in certain industries and i'm one of those people like i'm personable and i get along with people but putting me in there and like forcing myself to go sell myself and network I'd i'm hate horrible that. at it i would hate that or i'm not i i'm not horrible at it once i get into it but i'm j- it's just not my natural way <laughs> you know and so i think that but those are the things you have to do and i think unless you have a very specific skill set That is, you know, in IT coding or, you know, engineering or, you know, something like that. And you have a broader skill set, the networking becomes more critical than saying, like, one of my friends said, Well, why don't you go to Six Sigma? Why don't you see if there's a, like, a networking group within Nashville for Six Sigma? And I'm like, Well, I know it, but I'm not black belt certified. I'm not, I have, you know, like, I would say I'm not. And they're like, She's like, You know more about it and how to talk about it than I do so you can go talk to these people and she's like not everybody is going to have to be a black belt to go do process work in these companies
1: i learned the most about six sigma yeah. by leading people who are practitioners of it than by actually taking a class or yeah or going through a project myself yeah
0: and i feel she's like so she goes it's not a matter of that you have to be exactly like everybody there like that you know and i'm like oh see that's my brain and she's like you don't have to be the smartest person in the room so those are there's well all if you're these at a six sigma books. conference
1: everybody is trying to be the smartest person in the room because <laughs> i went to one of those last year it's true it's and it so was in into- that part was intolerable
0: <laughs> it it is true like i like i get it it's a very specific methodology and it's it's complicated it's not like it's simple but it's also like there's still people involved in this. There's still communication involved in this. There's still like humanism. So let's not think that there's you're not uh, curing cancer. <laughs> you're not yeah. a rocket scientist. You're not a neurosurgeon. So,
1: mm. <laughs> so, uh, so one thing I, I was curious about. Yeah. So you don't like doing this uh, networking stuff. Mm-hmm. There are other ways of getting your name out there. Yeah. Like. You know, we were
0: you were teasing me, and I. It's not a bad idea. It was like it, those are things.
1: So my my, my buddy Bridget, uh-huh. uh She is a PhD in communication, mm-hmm. but her work is not in communication. Mm-hmm. So I always said, well, why don't you do a blog mm-hmm. about what your PhD is in mm-hmm. to keep your name out there in and, that space, in that space, or mm-hmm. write a book or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she always toyed with the idea, but never really committed. But so one thing I found, you know, like we do this podcast, yeah, and. <laughs> You know, one thing I've always wanted to do is sort of podcast about, like... Business stuff. Business stuff. And we're going to get uh, wait, there. Wait, like, you, we're you we're and getting I, there more. You and I talk about it a little bit. Yeah. And on the RPG podcast, of all things, yeah. it's written. It's it's written. It's recorded from, like, a business perspective. I love talking about business mm-hmm. and, and, like, my experience with it. So you could do just... Stuff you've like got that. You've got the setup. You've got a microphone. Yeah. You've got a way to record. You could record yourself talking about your passion, your experience, your expertise, leadership, Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. and put it out there and point to it, put it on your resume. Hey, look, I do this podcast about leadership, or I do this podcast about process improvement. I do this podcast about blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And you can put it out there. Yeah. You could gain an audience and at the same time, you know, build up your credibility.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I've noticed that. Like, So there is a feature on LinkedIn that's like media. And so you can put. Beside your resume or whatever, like papers you've written, books you've written, blogs, whatever you, you can put it out there. And what do I always say? I'm like, man, I suck on paper. Like, I'm like, if people could just talk to me, if I could just talk to somebody about what I know, what I can do, what I, I, I'm better that way one-on-one with somebody. And it's like, to your point, well, then just Talk into a microphone, record it, and put it on LinkedIn, and but, see if somebody but, clicks it. And if they do, then be like, "Holy,
1: okay." When you get when you get back to Nashville, yeah. let's talk. or Heck, we can talk about it. Yeah, we we should do it. Yeah, we could do it. You okay. and I could do it. We're
0: doing it. When I get we back, doing we're doing it, it and you are going to help me with that.
1: Yeah, because so.
0: it's super uncomfortable thinking about it. But I also am like, if I am the hiring manager and somebody else put that out there, and I would be like, okay, we can
1: both put it on our resumes. We can
0: we can (laughs) yes
1: i am all about this i'm all about this so uh we
0: could do something quirky
1: was was this something was so you're talking about uh like conferences you've done or books you've written Uh was we i don't remember if you were in the room or not but um there was a uh oh gosh i can't even think of the word right now wendy my brain's not working when somebody is trying to explain something over a a phone conference A teleconference? Yeah, it is a teleconference. A video conference or something? or what? Like somebody is trying to... Webinar. Webinar. Ah, Webinar. 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 (laughs) So uh, there was a webinar that um, we got access to for something or other. Mm -hmm. But in the course of doing it, it was completely obvious that Mm -hmm. they were just doing it to put down that they've done webinars on whatever gotcha uh so i mean not saying that you should do that but you could do that
0: well yeah i mean you can yeah like i i almost feel like i don't know i don't know that this is that this is not this is not advice nor do i think this is the thing but it like now that we're talking about this i'm like okay so what's the right format not overthinking it but it's like do you have somebody kind of do an interview not like a formal interview right but like If I'm going to post something, do I just talk or do I have Brian have a conversation with your former employee asking you questions about the things that may or may not come up in an interview because you have this very strict HR interview process.
1: Tell me about a time. Yeah.
0: Or do you have a conversation like, hey, Wendy, when you were my manager, blah, blah, blah.
1: Please, you're my director. (laughs) you are my manager at one point, but you're also my director. I make, I, I, yeah.
0: But like, so that's an interesting concept. Like I will now be Googling these things, but I'm like, that'd be cool to have somebody just interacting. I would find that intriguing as a recruiter to have somebody sit there and just post of audio thing. Just real quick about remember when we worked on this project or remember when we did that. And then that was a struggle, but you did this. And I mean, oh, just I weird did. things like that. So
1: I'm going to, I'm going to give you a podcast to listen to that you will hate. Okay. But I think that...
0: But I got to suck it up like Yoshi. Would be Would
1: be, inter- would, would be interesting for you to listen to because yes. it's kind of like that. So, one thing I always <laughs> appreciated about you, especially when you didn't know me that well, yeah. is you would just sit there and listen to me ramble about stuff that I like. You would take me out to lunch yeah. and you would just let me blabber yeah. about whatever. It's and so I,
0: funny. Me and my friend Farrah were just having this conversation.
1: And... <laughs> I, it, on at least two or three occasions, I would just sit and talk to you about wrestling. Yeah. So I love this stuff. And uh, Kim, uh, I was li- listen to a, a podcast that's posted about every day, and Kim's like, you don't even watch wrestling. Why do you listen to this? Plus, I find it fascinating. But there's a podcast, and it was named like the Top Sports Podcast by Sports Illustrated or somebody. Oh, interesting. It's called Something to Wrestle. Okay. It's by a guy... Actually, a guy out of Alabama
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, and a uh, former wrestling executive named uh, named Bruce Pritchard, and he basically just they take a topic about an event that happened, mm-hmm. and he just shares his memories about it. Okay, and it's fascinating. Okay, and so it's it's so it's wrestling. One thing we've talked before it's it's a bunch of carnies. Yes, so you can't necessarily trust everything that he says is true. Yeah, but it's just fascinating how he talks about everything from effectively what's an hr perspective like from the business perspective oh that from, would be like, really like, interesting when you think about like all the constraints about what goes into like in the theory of constraints you know you got to worry about money like you got to worry about putting time yep. putting buttons speed uh, buttons seats yep. you have to worry about the egos of the people that you're working with and it's just fascinating
0: it that is cuz we, we're looking at it from entertainment and we never I, it's not that you never but Rarely when you're in that zone, you're not like, okay, there's so much business behind this. I can't even.
1: Yeah. So we could like, we could figure out a way to without sharing, you know, uh, intellectual property where we could talk about like a situation, you know, and we could go in and then we could whitewash it where we take out or strip it of like, you know, confidential information and talk about like the themes or the ideas or the constraints or whatever. And we could totally do that. Yeah.
0: Oh, Yeah. Okay. We're yep. Got it. You're brilliant. You're brilliant, Brian, Kilby.
1: I appreciate that.
0: You're awesome. I love
1: hearing that. (laughs) remember people out there that's what wendy said if yeah you,
0: wendy Kaysen said that going, brian kilby is brilliant
1: Yeah, that's going on my resume right now <laughs> it's actually a, i shared you, I, <laughs> I sent you a copy of my current resume and like there's a quote from you on it i'm going to replace i'm going to replace the old quote with, with that quote. <laughs>
0: wendy Kaysen said Brian's yes, brilliant. i
1: appreciate that it
0: is i think um you know and i have always been fascinated like at, at the recruiting and the Career development and these placement groups that, you know, when things happen, they have you work with these placement groups. And I think some are great and some are probably not, uh, depending on the coaches that you get. But I, it is definitely a different market. And it is true that you know i've read a lot lately and it, that the world is kind of moving to so there was actually something i think it was on linkedin because i'm not on social media so it was That's either, social media it was either no it's not
1: yes it is no it's not yeah, it is
0: <laughs> it's either um it was either on linkedin or it was on the news uh, online i would catch keep up with the news online and so, it was saying how the workforce is is in whether it's the millennial generation or whatever. And another friend and I were just having this conversation. Yeah, you know, apparently brunch.
1: millennials kill Toys R Us by not having kids.
0: But they're still kids, so I know. <laughs> now we want kids having kids again. Come yes. on, people, pick your side. <laughs> but um, it was. We were talking about how there is a there is a generation and I wouldn't just put the millennials in that generation that are now shifting to having multiple jobs. So a lot of contract work with multiple companies in the in the hours that they want to do it for however much they can negotiate. And there are many business articles and stuff lately talking about how a lot of major corporations and businesses especially small ones are doing a lot more contractor based because the overhead cost of having a full-time employee is eliminated with that and so we're talking about how a lot of the younger generation or younger workers of the world are probably going to be going more to the freelance and the contracting and all of that as their means but there is a pocket in this in in this article there is a pocket about how they're saying the boomer generation and the Gen Xers are not dead per se from from the workforce in this in the way that it they've known it to be which is you get your 60 hour a week job and you know they those companies will still need people in-house with deep knowledge of the company to be around so there is this this new way of contracting and freelancing and everything else is going to be super, helpful and a great push and a new way of working that people want for their own personal lifestyle. But a company, depending on how big they are, still needs years of knowledge of how things once were done, how they will or will not work. There's still going to be a place for the older generations to fit into those organizations because you can't just turn over contractors and freelancers and continuing to start over You can't have all the, the one thing will remain, you can't let all the knowledge leave the building and not have some negative impact to it.
1: Oh, absolutely. So it was
0: a very interesting article, I thought, because though I know that from a logical business mind, it was like, but everybody's pushing that these, you know, this contracting and this freelancing and create your own hours and do your own thing. And it's like, well, yeah, but somebody still has to be plugged in deeply enough to the culture to the environment to the how things were done and why they were done that way to to help influence it positively
1: in the future. So I would say something like that the need for contract labor or I actually no let me put let me backtrack the need for organizational Knowledge mm-hmm. is going to vary directly with the size of the organization. Agree completely. So, if your company is the size of twenty people,
0: yeah, when you're nimble and
1: moving, like it's yeah, it's not that important. Yeah, but when you have you know half a million people employed, mm-hmm. you kind of need to know that you know we tried something six years ago and it, it failed because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and if we revisit yeah. systems different now or the people different now, that it now will work, but yeah. it didn't then because of Y.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with that. Yep. So I need to make sure I'm entrenched in a place when I'm old that, that I've been at for a while. And I need to be <laughs> like the the grandpa that, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't go, don't step, don't step on that board because it's, it's, <laughs> it's been loose,
0: it's for, been 50 loose years for 15 and years and nobody's been able to fix it. So just don't, I mean, I just thought it very interesting um, and it was a short write up. So I'm probably going to go see if I can find more about that because I just think it's an interesting concept in general. Because if you, again, I think it is, we have companies of varying size, international, not international, you know, number of people that it's all very, it's all very in this limbo of you can do either or, but for massive companies, even mid-sized companies to lose knowledge is, is can be detrimental and things move so fastly, maybe you can recover, but I don't necessarily know that that's always going to be the case. Yeah, like, so, um, so that was another interesting thing to think about, like as a topic of conversation for one, but as you're recruiting, as you're hiring, as you're promoting within, because again. In a lot of the spaces where I'm looking, I know that there's an internal person with yeah. internal knowledge who's working really hard to get to that role that I'm probably capable of doing. So then, do you use the person from the outside or do you use the person from the inside? Because we struggled with that all when all we the time. hired people, but you have to keep blood fresh so that you're not getting so ingrained in the internal knowledge that you're you're not thinking beyond. So there's got to be a healthy balance of that. Yeah,
1: it's you know we're not talking about hiring, but we did talk about in that one episode we did we we were talking about things from the hiring manager perspective, Mm -hmm. and it's just something to be mindful of when you're out there and you're trying to find a spot. Uh, I mean, one again, do you have somebody internal who has the capacity who Mm -hmm. should be in that role because of you know they've they've worked for it and we want to move that person in do we want to bring somebody in because we want to bring in new blood new ideas Mm. or would or sometimes we would like to promote somebody from within but Mm -hmm. there's nobody specifically internal who has the skill set or what what often happens is we want to hire from somebody from the outside but people with the right skill set aren't applying correct
0: yes it's it's a it's a big mess of things it's a
1: big mess of things it's a big
0: mess of things and then it all kind of goes back to the thing that we don't like the most is when you found those unique people that you could get you often found them via networking or somebody who knew somebody almost always and you were like you need to go apply you need to go apply at this company like it so
1: Yes, it's it's who you know.
0: It's who you know.
1: Didn't we start there?
0: We started there, I know. I came full circle right where I didn't want to admit we'd come to. It's who you know. (laughs) Brian, it's been so good seeing your face. I've
1: I've thoroughly enjoyed this. This is so much fun.
0: I know. We always do better in person, but we are getting better at Skype, too.
1: We are getting better at Skype. Yep,
0: it is. It's going to get, like, okay, so we have this goal, and we're going to have to tell everybody how... It comes out. Yes. What is the video record or the audio recording when he's going to do to post on her LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's let's.
0: We're going to get this done. We'll have it done before the middle of April because I got to come up with a strategy that seems effective in my head.
1: Yeah, we'll We'll talk. So we'll we'll approach it like a project. Yes, we'll we'll come up with. uh, We'll. Build a charter, yes, and then we will uh, build, and then we'll compare what we've done to the charter to see if we've met our goal, and we'll keep refining it until we have something. And we'll that- see,
0: and then I will tell people how the results of it is being done like if i get any response on
1: yeah linkedin oh me. yeah we can build measures of success yes does this help Wendy get a job
0: correct does this make people think wendy's crazy and completely unhireable? i will people either think... i will either destroy my career or i will skyrocket my career i love it <laughs> sounds like fun why awesome. not let's do it <laughs> all right it's so good seeing you
1: yeah oh i guess i'll see you next week you
0: will see me next week awesome again see ya see ya bye, bye. This was How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Please subscribe at our website, Was slash your weekend. That's H-O-W-W dot slash your weekend. Please leave a review and tell a friend.